0: Welcome to the Life and Mission Podcast. I'm Kay Helm, and if you're planning a getaway or an event for your people, I've got some observations from the quiet ones in the room. So I've been thinking about events, and, you know, the world is opening back up and we're having more events, but also as an introvert, (laughs) I'm not totally thrilled about events. I like people, I like, learning things. I like going places, but not necessarily all at once. So whether you're raising money for a ministry or a nonprofit, or you're trying to make connections for your business, trying to learn new things, whatever it is, you're going to have more opportunities to go to in-person events, to be involved with things where you need to mingle with other people, and where you need to process a lot of information at once. If you are thinking about, okay, I'm an introvert and maybe I don't like events, maybe you can be strategic about the types of events that you go to. So just think through this. If you're an introvert, you're going to get some tips today on how to think about events. Also, if you're planning an event, you might want to take note so that you don't forget the quiet people. (laughs) Last week, I joined a handful of other writers at a retreat where I got to meet a dozen other people from the Daily Writer Group. Now, this is a group that I've been a part of for a year or so. I've, I've known a lot of people in the group um, a little longer than that, and we meet once a week to work together over Zoom and for a short lesson to help us with our writing or our business or the business of writing. So we've been hanging out online, but last week, we got together in real life for the very first Daily Writer Retreat. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a love-hate relationship with conferences and networking events and things like that. I, I love to meet new people. I love to learn, but it can get overwhelming. Yes, I'm an introvert. I like my alone time, and after a lot of activity and conversations, a lot of noise, I just need to go somewhere quiet and recharge. Sometimes when we think about events, we default to something packed with activities, workshops, information. We get that firehose effect where, yeah, we get a lot of information. There's a lot of speakers. The speakers list is a mile long. Lots of choices. Lots of things to do. and And it's great. Lots of options. I love options. And I don't mind crowds. I actually do love people. But... I have a time limit on this stuff. These things really deplete my mental energy. So at a bigger conference, I've learned to strategically retreat back into my hotel room or some other quiet place away from the hubbub to give myself time to rest, to process all the sights and sounds, all the new information, to think about how I might follow up with new people I've met or how I might actually use the things I've learned. And it's really helpful for me to do that while I'm still there at the event because its I don't know if it's like this for you, but when I come back from an event, it's like there's this... wall of things that have been held back that I just didn't deal with while I was at the event because I was away. And then the second you come home, either at home or at work or with whatever you're doing, it's like everything then comes at you at once. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I think I'm not the only one that has that happen. So if I can set some time aside at a conference to just process things, to Maybe uh, look at my notes, make sure I can read them, maybe type them up or scan them or do whatever with them, put them in the right buckets kind of thing so I can follow up. Uh, that It's really helpful to do that. I can't just go, 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 go. I remember this one event I went to. I absolutely loved this organization. I loved the different people involved with it. And I drove out you know, halfway across the country to be at this thing. And it was a wonderful event. I can't tell you much about what I learned because it was so much at once. But I remember at at one point, this was kind of when the, the light bulb switched for me with events, was everybody's doing the networking thing. And I went and found like a little nook in the hallway, like off to the side you know, like past the bathrooms, like way, like way down where nobody goes and just had to sit and be quiet. Anybody else? Okay. But just, I just needed this time to just, I just need quiet. It's like it's noise everywhere. Like there's no escape from it. And that's when I discovered, it's like, okay, I need This time away, and I need to build that in. Another time, I took an extrovert friend who is a super good connector person, like not just an extrovert, but an extrovert with a real skill for connecting people. And I actually took her to a kind of a medium-sized conference with me, and we were both there, you know, for the conference. But I also shared with her on the drive down, "Hey." You're so good with people. I really want to learn about some networking kind of things. I want to learn how to approach new people, those types of things. And it was so so funny because we'd be standing in the hallway and she'd go, okay, now you go over and I want you to stand right here. And then when this happens, you step into the conversations and you say this. I've forgotten half of what she said, but it was really great because it was like we collaborated to help me make some connections that I needed to make. And it worked out really great for both of us. And so, you know, that's another strategy if you're an introvert. Anyway, last week's daily writer retreat really got me thinking about the advantage of smaller events, at least for me. So this was a two-day event with dinner together at a local restaurant the night before. So it wasn't super long. It wasn't super packed with things. And that was something that really attracted me to this particular event. So it was um, a lot like a mastermind. There were only a dozen people. I knew going in that I would have real substantive conversations, that I was actually going to get real help for things that I want to do in my writing business. I would get uh, input from people who knew what they were talking about, who were a little ahead of me in this journey being a writer and an editor and those types of things where you can just say hey what do you do for this what do you do for that and just have some great conversations and uh, incorporate things and and be able to follow up with the people afterwards because you've built a relationship now here's a little secret never in a million years would i consider putting on an event right Events are just not my thing. However, this one, with its smaller size and uncomplicated schedule, has got me thinking. So who knows what you might hear announced in the next year. Not promising anything, but I'm thinking about it. So here are my takeaways from the Daily Writer Retreat. I think anybody who's thinking about a retreat would do well to include these things Um, you know, listen to your introvert people (laughs) and build some spaces for us. But this is not just for introverts. But these are some things that I noticed that even in this very small group, these small groups actually have a real advantage. I think that's why masterminds are so popular right now. Also, people are just kind of getting back into the in real life events and but at any point, these are things that you can use. Think about in your, in your organization, in groups of people that you're leading. So these, these are tips that I hope you can use in different settings. Number one, community and collaboration are powerful. And you're like, oh, well, duh, okay, of course they are. But the value here of just bringing a problem to a group And because we're in relationship, because we've been working with each other for so long, it was so easy for us to just say, here's where I am in my business. Here's a problem I'm having, or here's a challenge I have in outlining this book, or uh, here's this topic that I want to approach, and here's how I'm thinking about going about it. And then you get other people who don't just throw ideas at you, but who have really listened and this type of hot seat approach, like I'm, like we use a lot in masterminds, it gives everyone a chance to benefit from the experience and the insight of the other people in the group. Right? It's like having others work for you or with you for just a few hours, even, can get you over a hump. It can make fear run away, and you also end up with people that you can you know pick up the phone later as you're trying to actually execute these ideas and say, hey, what was that that you said about such and such? And maybe you get, you know, another little brainstorming session there. And it's it's really about relationship. And I think that was one of the main things about this smaller event was that we had great opportunities to just get to know one another and build those relationships so that we can help each other and collaborate and cooperate with one another, help each other out in lots of ways, moving forward. The other thing that I really, really loved about this retreat was simplicity. The simple, just kind of, hey, we're going to do this one thing each day, two days, one thing, one main thing each day, right? That, that focus really it was like we all gathered, you know, to hear Kent teach on on this one, whatever the one thing was for that day. Like for instance, he taught about short books and organizing those, and and just how to how to write those very quickly. But you have to organize them right in order to do that. And so, you know, there we are in this room. Everybody's sits down, pulls out their notebook. We've got our pens. We're leaning in forward, like we are going to get good information that we are going to put to use. I think sometimes when we go to conferences, kind of these big events with a workshop here and a workshop there and a workshop here, we show up for maybe the first couple of workshops like that. And then the rest of them, it's that drinking from a fire hose effect, right? It's just so much. And I don't even, I can't read my writing. I can't. I just, I stop taking notes. I'm not even halfway listening, you know, by the end of the day. And, And it's just, you feel like, oh, I paid to be here. So I'm going to go in this workshop or I went to these five things, but I don't remember anything from it. I don't know. I actually have already been through my notes from this small two-day conference. I've already typed uh, the important bits into a system that I use to track things. And so I have activities now where I'm going to act on some of the things I've learned. And it's actually in my calendar. And that took me about an hour last night to do that. I love this slow, simple approach to this event. It was very uh, laid back. It was relaxing. I never really felt stressed or overloaded. And that meant we had time to build relationships. We made friends. We we could relax. We had time to work out the ideas, to plan ahead, and to process what we learned. Number three takeaway, introverts are amazing. Hello. A quick survey of this group right, revealed that all but two of us are introverts. I mean, we're writers. I guess that makes us the stereotypical writers. I don't know. But we, we joked about that a lot, laughed about it. Uh, but here's the thing about introverts. We don't do a lot of small talk. So we actually got down to business and got to work. <laughs> so... And then the small t- talk for an introvert comes at the other end of the conversation. So we go deep on the content, deep on the things that we're working on, and then at the tail end we're like, "Oh, how you doing? Oh, look at the weather," things like that. And so whereas uh, yeah, at a conference you kind of typically start with the small talk. Anyway, that's and all my introverts are nodding yes to that. So, I felt heard. When I shared my ideas, I felt like I was in a room of people that were not just listening to respond, but they were actually listening to hear and understand what I had to say, what the challenges were that I was facing with the projects that I brought to the table. And they were thinking through, all right, here's some ideas. Here's some things. Oh, you could do this, or you might, or you might. I really felt like people were actually listening to try and help me, not just listening to respond. There's a huge difference. So in this group, the, the trust and, and level of collaboration was super high. And the things that we shared with one another on the projects that we're working on and, and things that we're doing or considering doing, it was just really, really encouraging So the format of this retreat really allowed us to contribute. And a lot of times, you know, introverts kind of feel like, I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes as introverts, we can feel a little pushed off to the side or it's just going to be too much work for me to break into that conversation. So I stay quiet, even though I have a lot of really valuable things to add. This type of smaller workshop, I mean, even if you're in within a big workshop, if you had smaller areas where people really get time to um, think through and respond. And we went around the table, so nobody could actually escape being in the hot seat. That was also good. But it's also good if it's a high-trust group. Just a super helpful um format I think for this particular group and kudos to Kent Sanders the leader of the Daily Writer group and or the Daily Writer Club I think he just changed yeah the Daily Writer Club if you want more information about that group I have it in the show notes get you a link to that if you want to uh, check it out this is I thought this was a cool quote from uh, Susan Cain Quiet the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking she says the same person who would never raise his hand in a lecture hall of 200 people, might blog to 2,000 or 2 million without thinking twice. The same person who finds it difficult to introduce himself to strangers might establish a presence online and then extend these relationships into the real world. So if you think about um, the power of an introvert, the power of Someone who maybe thinks more than they talk i don't I now don't want to I'm not trying to disrespect my extroverts. I love my extroverts uh, but that quiet power that often gets overlooked, so you know as children, we get called shy or stuff like that, and it's kind of like, oh, that's a bad thing. well, no, it's just a different thing, and for those of you that are out there, if you're raising money for your organization, if you're a missionary trying to raise support and you're an introvert. This whole networking thing, it can be really difficult. It can be daunting. So for me, I have no problems getting up in front of thousands of people and a platform. I have no problem speaking to a crowd. I have no problem speaking to a room full of people. It's actually the meeting a new person one-on-one if I don't have somebody to introduce me. Um, those phone calls, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of phone calls, but I once I'm after once I'm past that little awkward bit in the beginning, I'm good to go. But I do have a time limit. If I'm around a lot of stimulation, a lot of noise, a lot of visual stuff going on, and so I just understand that at a conference or even at a at a church or any new place, um sometimes just going to Walmart is just like okay, nope, I'm done. <laughs> going home just know what your limits are if you can design some space into these days so if you know you have to speak make sure that day also has some quiet space make sure you get a walk in do some self-care kind of things build it in if you've got an extrovert friend that can help carry some conversations that's awesome At Fully Funded Academy, um, Mary Viloni teaches about having an advisory team, and that's a huge thing. So, if you have a team of people, or even if you have one or two people that you can call on to say, go to this thing with me, if they're the right personality, right, is something you might look for in your advisory team, is someone who can tag team with you in conversations, they can talk about you, they can talk about your ministry, they can talk about your mission while you kind of pull back in that conversation a little bit. You can process maybe things that have been said, and then you can come back in with your value ad- added, you know, conversation and things that you have to add to the conversation, but you've had time to process and you're not having to carry the whole thing yourself. Just a something you might try. For me, I love the online stuff, and I know if you're dealing with churches, there's a lot of more face-to-face. Um, trying to meet new people, always good to do face-to-face. Major donors, face-to-face. Face-to-face is great. That's the best. But you can still stay in touch in other ways. A text message. I sent out video messages at Christmas time. I just pick up my phone And I say, hey, so-and-so, you know, I'm so glad to have you on our team. I'm so glad that you're a part of this ministry. Thank you so much. Just think about what you would like to hear from other people and do that same kind of thing. For us, for introverts, um, showing up in that email box is going to be extra important. Showing up in the mailbox, doing the written, that's a lot of times if we're not much on the whole talking thing where we might be good at the writing part. So use your strengths and maximize your strengths. Are you going to still have to do some things that aren't maybe your top <laughs> your top most favorite things to do? Of course, that's just life. But maximize those strengths. See how you can repurpose things. See how you can take that power of being an introvert and um, use your your power of being able to observe things just make that, don't, don't worry about what am I supposed to do in my communications. Um, just worry about, am I connecting with people? Am I sharing what the mission is about? And am I including them and inviting them to be a part of this mission? And that's what you're doing. You're not selling. You're not begging. You're inviting people to be a part of something that God is doing in the world that you're passionate about. Just make sure that passion comes across and you'll connect with other people that have a similar connection. But the format of this daily writer retreat really allowed us and especially as introverts to contribute and to receive consistently through the two days that we had together. The pace was just right. Kent, if you're listening, you did an awesome job. I'm going to have to have Kent on here. Uh, And he's he's just a wealth of knowledge, great writer. Conference planners, if you're not allowing time and space for introverts to shine, you are missing out. We've got a lot to offer. Thanks for being here. Show notes are available at lifeandmission.com, and I will also uh, drop a link to the Daily Writer group if that's something you're interested in. If you enjoy this show, would you do me a favor and leave a review? That's what helps people find the podcast. All right, thanks, Until next time, find your voice, tell your story, change the world. Hey, it's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's missionwriters, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever.